Welcome to episode 583 of the 1010 Thrive Podcast, brought to you by 1010 Thrive Ministries. I'm Peter Anderson. 1010 Thrive, 10 minutes a day, based on 10 guidelines for abundant living. The Bible has a lot to say on the subject of injustice. We know that God is in favor of justice. We know that he's against injustice, even in the most basic terms. The writer of Proverbs mentions this in Proverbs 20, verse 23. The Lord detests differing weights, and dishonest scales do not please him. Justice is foundational to God's throne, according to Psalm 89, verse 14. And God does not approve of partiality, whether we're talking about a weighted scale or an unjust legal system, according to Leviticus 19, verse 15. There are many other verses in both Old and New Testaments that give us an idea of God's distaste for injustice. Isaiah lived in a time when Judah was struggling under the weight of injustice. Isaiah 59 verses 14 to 15, Justice is driven back, and righteousness stands at a distance. Truth has stumbled in the streets. Honesty cannot enter. Truth is nowhere to be found, and whoever shuns evil becomes a prey. The Lord looked and was displeased that there was no justice. God's message for them was simple in verse 17. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. Later, God tells them to loose the chains of injustice, indicating that injustice is a form of bondage and oppression. In the book of James, we see more deeply into the heart of God regarding injustice. God is not petty or obsessive. He does not value justice simply for the sake of having orderliness. There are deeper issues at stake. In James 2, we see a discussion about partiality. James speaks to a group of believers who have been judging the people in their gathering according to their social status. In the human heart, injustice is a sign of partiality, judgmentalism, and a lack of love. When we strive to be righteous by our own human measurements, we invariably forget God's measurement, perfection. Anything less than perfection is to God a scale out of balance. Because of the fall, every human is unjust. We do a lot of incongruent things. We make mistakes. We blow hot and cold. We do and say things that are totally contradictory. As James says in James 3 verse 2, we all stumble in many ways. Injustice permeates our lives as we judge unfairly and hold others to a different standard than we are willing to abide by ourselves. The only way to truly escape injustice is to first accept that God is perfectly just and humans are inherently unjust, that is, less than perfect, and then to accept God's righteousness. Only when we are no longer concerned with making ourselves righteous can we trust the one who justifies the ungodly. Then as God's children, we can see clearly to combat the injustice around us with a merciful attitude. Isaiah 58 verses 1 to 3. Cry aloud. Do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their transgression, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily, and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that did a righteousness, and did not forsake the judgment of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why have we fasted, and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves, and you take no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure, and oppress all your workers. The people of Isaiah's day had the same problem as the Pharisees of Jesus' day. They trusted in empty ritual, apart from the spiritual reality. Real fasting 
Fasting that is partnered with real repentance and isn't only about image has great power before God. But God sees through the hypocrisy of empty religious ritual, including fasting. In Jesus' parable of the Pharisee and the publican, he told how the self-righteous Pharisee made a special point to say, I fast twice a week. It isn't that Isaiah or the Lord are down on fasting. They are down on any empty religious ritual. The answer isn't to stop fasting, but to get right with God and make your fasting more than superficial. As Jesus said to his people about the empty religious rituals of the Pharisees, these you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. God tells his people, If you want to fast the way that pleases me, begin with getting right with your brothers and sisters. Stop oppressing others and reach out to help others. If God's people would couple their fasting with lives of righteousness and love, then they would see their prayers answered. They would have lives full of light, full of healing, full of righteousness, full of the glory of the Lord. When they call out to God, then the Lord would answer. The Lord gives them two things to start doing. They need to minister to the hungry with more than food. They have to extend their souls to the hungry. They have to look for the afflicted soul and seek to satisfy it. For a nation to be great, whether that nation was biblical Israel of thousands of years ago or America today, it cannot be silent in the face of injustice. It cannot ignore oppression. It cannot neglect the lost, the least, and the last. Have you been praying to God to bless your family or your business or your church or your city or your country and it seems that your prayers are falling on deaf ears? Is your family or business or church or city or country not thriving as you wish it would? Are there people in your congregation or in your community or even in your own business or household who might be victims of discrimination, who might be suffering from exploitation? What can you do about that today? In 1963, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We're caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly, affects all indirectly. In April of 2022, the National Urban League released its annual report on the state of black America, and its findings were grim. Each year, they generate what they term an equality index, which compares how black Americans are doing in comparison to their white counterparts. The most recent index showed black people still get only 73.9% of the so-called American pie, which white people enjoy. While black people have made economic and health gains, they've slipped further behind whites in education, social justice, and civic engagement since the index was launched in 2005. Micah 6 verse 8 asserts that he has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Is it justice that black people make up 13.4% of the population, yet they constitute 22% of the victims of fatal police shootings, 47% of wrongful conviction exonerations, and 35% of individuals executed by the death penalty? Is it justice that African Americans are incarcerated in state prisons at five times the rate of whites? To the repentant in Isaiah 58, God promises blessing. Not only will they have light, but even their darkness shall be as a noonday. This passage shows several characteristics of a life right with God. One, it is an enlightened life. Your light shall dawn in the darkness. An enlightened life is one that does not bury one's head in the sand, pretending that there are no problems. It is one that seeks to understand the problems. It is one that yearns for solutions. Two, it is a guided life. The Lord will guide you continually. 
What is the Lord guiding you to do? 3. It is a satisfied life, and satisfy your soul in drought. Your soul cannot be satisfied when those around you are suffering. 4. It is a freshly sustained life, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. 5. It is a productive healing life. You shall build the old waste places. Jesus is totally just. There is no injustice in him at all. Because of his perfection, Jesus can provide true justice. In fact, according to John 5 verse 22, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son. We look forward to the time when righteousness and justice will be the order of the day, and injustice will be banished forever. Father, thank you that you are a God of justice and peace, that you are a God who calls us to intervene when there is suffering, to show mercy to those who are in need, to address the wrongs of oppression. Give us the courage to do what you require of us. That's our episode. Remember that God calls you not only to live, but to thrive. Live life to the full today.